Pull up the lyrics, bro. Lightning strikes the beach. 80 degrees. Warm it up on me. Finally free. Found the God in me. Okay. You to see, hold on. I can't I walk, can walk on. Brazoom asking me if I'm playing music. <laughs> oh, they know they, they hear they the know. vocals. Thousand uh, miles from shore. Don't let me drown. I know you won't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that that was paired together, but maybe, <laughs> maybe it just turned out. Right. Right. They just, they got some lit split vocals. It's okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's we good, got gang? An emergency edition to the Enlightened Brothers wee podcast. Wee you, wee you, wee wee you. Let's freaking get it, man. There's a lot mm. of stuff going on in the state of the world today. Um, we recorded an episode, our return episode, a couple weeks ago, and we're gonna upload it um, this week, actually. But, you know, we can't just, you know, sit idle while, you know, things are going on, going on in the world and we're not there to speak about it. So and we got to capitalize on this time that we should have been using to edit. But, you yeah. know, we're busy guys. Uh, can't really complain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, we're getting better. Um, we're yeah. slowly getting things back into gear, but it's, it's really difficult to fit our schedules together. Um, we're at different schools. We're both busy guys with our own goals as well. Not so we're going to try that, our best. It's really crazy, like, how quick things just, like, happen, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it hasn't been that long. I think we recorded uh, – let's not put in any times on this. They don't want, yeah. I don't want them to judge us. But uh, <laughs> I think we recorded, like, a couple, couple weeks ago. And yeah. there have been some crazy, crazy developments and some things that we covered. So I know. we just wanted to come back and – mention those things i mean yeah uh a key to the couple uh a few things we talk about later in this episode because they're still gonna add um what we talked about before uh right. we talked about joe rogan cancellation that feels mm -hmm. like that you know is not even on our radar anymore yeah. um what's happened since then or we talked about russia which we're going to talk about that right now that's why we have the emergency addition to the podcast um we talked about the metaverse which is a timeless topic which is okay um and what what's happened since then kodak black's been shot um donda 2 Why am I laughing, bro? <laughs> so funny. donda 2 is a disaster or the donda 2 uh or the donda audio concert. engineers yeah atrocious atrocious that was, that was a disaster um she's kanye kanye's done with um his little fling what was her name oh, julia fox yeah julia fox she's bro no got a kim k lookalike right now maybe that's exactly. probably gonna change by the time this episode goes up but who knows Right. Uh, what else has happened since then? Um, Dave Chappelle proved that he cannot be canceled. He has four new Netflix documentaries or shows, something coming Meet out. The gays, bro. Uh, <laughs> you say oh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not literally. He's, Don't beat the yeah. gays. We we're, yeah. we hate violence, you know what I'm saying? But like, uh, he uncancelable, it seems. Yeah. He no, had the whole LGBTQ plus community coming after him. And yeah. some I don't know how he did it. He like a, he's like an eel. He outmaneuvered him, and I mean, he's still in the limelight. Look, I, I'm a believer that you know jokes are funny. I'm mm -hmm. not somebody who you know completely 
subscribes to cancellation. I believe in education, not cancellation. But, you know, there he I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, blame somebody for thinking what his jokes were were wrong. And, you know, you're fully willing you're fully allowed to believe that. And you do no you nobody is forced to listen to Dave Chappelle. But you know right. greatness obviously went out at the end of the day. Um, I think it's just sometimes when the intention of your jokes get misconstrued because the comedian is the one who writes these jokes. They know the context behind them. And that's why they're delivering them in like a way that, you know, is digestible to their audience. And people that don't even listen to this comedian are coming over and telling him what his jokes are supposed to mean. How about you listen to the comedian tell you what his words mean and what the intentions behind his jokes are. Well, and we don't live in a society like that today. Nobody's. But it's up. It is up yeah. to interpretation. I, I watched yeah. the. I watched the thing myself. I'm like, well, Dave, you might be going a little too bit too far right here. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie. There were some like things that were warranted being said against him, but not yeah. everything. Not everything. It has to be looked at through a uh, a lens that is not like really completely degrading. I agree with that 100. Uh, percent Has anything yeah. happened, or should we get into this thing? Yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. But uh, before uh, we actually get into the actual updates, we just want to take this time uh, during the podcast to honor one of the friends that we went to high school with who passed away yesterday, uh, February 26th, uh, Anna Ferreira. We were, I've been her classmate since middle school. I'm sure Caleb even longer than that because I moved to Florida um, pretty late in my life. But, you know, she's somebody that we graduated with. She's somebody we shared classes with. Had a, built a lot of memories with, had fun with, you know, and we're going to have to carry that with us for our entire life that, you know, she's not here, but we won't forget her. She definitely meant a lot to us. I, I definitely could say that for both me and Caleb and, you know, yeah. the people around us, they're the, they're just like who inspire us. So like whether we've mentioned her on this podcast or not, she has definitely been integral into why we are here today talking about it. Uh, talking about all the things that we talk about and we're going to carry her memory with us forward for the rest of our lives. Couldn't have said it any better, man. Thank you. Boom. Ukraine, bro. It's time to talk about Ukraine. What is going on in Ukraine? Wild stuff, buddy. All right. Where did we leave off on the last episode? Or actually this episode, damn, just edited in. Uh, Yeah, no. I don't know exactly because Emery did give a more like a, a more general background. Um, if I if I can rem- remember correctly, I think I touched on how this conflict even began and where we currently stood at that time. Uh, things were shaky, you know. People on Twitter saying, "Damn, World War Three coming next." People still on Twitter saying that, but it yeah. was it was a little less dicey than it is now. Russia was just, you know, conveying their interest of moving into ukraine and damn it they did yeah that man putin got some balls on him bro and those are it's not like a respectable balls it's like what's wrong with you balls bro like yeah. why, why would you do that you know what i'm saying um yeah so since then and you know we're here to give our opinions mostly because you know by the time this comes out most people have known what has happened but it's also yeah. our duty to just lay out the facts real quick um so on February 24th, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, we knew that happened. And um, since then, um, you know, 
4,300 Russia servicemen have been lost. Um, the EU has been, you know, is giving 450 million euros towards funding lethal assistance uh, to Ukraine in their fight against Russia. Russia has um, put their nuclear forces on high alerts. Um, many countries plan on freezing Russian assets and imports and companies here in the U.S. are now pulling out of Russian uh, involvement. And yeah, so a lot, of, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. And uh, man, it, it's, cra it's crazy to think. Um, my shock or my, my initial thought was in 2022, you know, you don't really see and I mean, it's happened recently. Well, for one, Russia annexed Crimea in 2014. Um, right. But as Americans, it's a little bit off our radar. And, you know, we don't really think of people just, you know, invading anymore, right? Exactly. We, but we the, fight. it's still prevalent. I think yeah. it's, sorry, I think it's because of our our relation with Russia, why this is so, like, um, discussed. But, you know, mm -hmm. around the world, things like this have been occurring, like the war in Palestine, uh, this has been going on for many, many years now. I feel like things like that are sometimes overlooked in the United States because, you know, we do not um, have, I wouldn't say we do have direct relations, but it's not covered in media as much. And this has been widely publicized. So people are like, whoa, is this really happening? Like crazy things are happening in 2022 for real, man. We're in the midst of a pandemic um, under a new presidency. And we're ha we have like the prospect of going to war yeah. with Russia, who we have been like, like, you know how wild this is. We had the Cold War, which spanned for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And now in 2022, we are like this close. This ain't a Cold War no more, bro. Yeah. This ain't a Cold War. Like we are on the brink of like something that has been building up for many, many years, uh, like just imploding. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're slowly seeing the cards being uh, played out and you're slowly seeing people, you know, choosing sides and uh, things are starting to set up. I mean, we had, what was this a couple months ago uh, that, you know, China and Russia basically banded together um, against the U S and then now we have this oh. whole conflict with, you know, dog, we are uh, done. So if North Korea says they want into a little, <laughs> little triple entente, little alliance between Russia, China and North Korea, yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, obviously, it's not, you know, optimal, but mm -hmm. who do I have the most confidence in? I mean, the boys, bro. It's the boys. Like, it's, <laughs> we're still here. We're still here. We're still on top. But, um, no, to be serious about it, um, it'll be, it's scary to think about what could happen. Um, I'm not meant for war. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, we don't want to see that happen. Um, but it's funny you know, that it, you mentioned it's a possibility. that. Possibility. Yeah. Um, I was just reading up on this a bit before, but a lot of concern about this, you know, people mm -hmm. are definitely worried about the well-being of Ukraine citizens, but people, humans are selfish creatures. They're worried yeah. about their own yet well-being as well. People yeah. on Twitter and around the internet have been concerned, am I going to get drafted? Young yeah. people especially. And I have good, good, should I call it good news? I don't know. Do you want to yeah. fight for your country? I mean, go enlist if you do, but yeah. like, it's not required. Yeah, because I was reading a USA Today article which says draft induction authority expired in 1973 and it would take an act of Congress to reinstate the draft. Mm. So I think it's just a bunch of ignorant people still thinking the draft is around. I was ignorant, too. I did not know the draft was like not a thing. Yeah. 
And it says the president would then be authorized to induct um, citizens afterwards, you know, like if Congress made the executive decision to do so. The question is, will things get hard enough where Congress will make that decision? And before it was only um, males aged like 18 to 25, I think. And now in our progressive day and age, what's what's that draft going to include? Are we going to see like maybe transgenders, women, children? I don't know, bro. America's wild, bro. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, no, I think, I, you know, as progressive as we try to be, I think they're going to probably stick with the, the yeah, men maybe. thing, but yeah, yeah, who, who knows? Um, yeah, no, uh, you're, you're, you're definitely right about that. Um, but I mean, social media, you know, you're just going to see the, you know, the instant knee jerk reaction. Um, so, you know, the, the first thing is to be sad for the people of Ukraine having to go through this, uh, yet right. again. Um, having to arm, arm, you know, citizens with, you know, machine guns and stuff like that. Uh, having not... to blockade your own citizens from leaving the country to fight yeah. for their country. It, yeah, that's super scary. And, and it also, seems to be a necessity because yeah. they have to do that. But it's like, right. it's like 200,000 people have left, I think. Um, really? Yeah. But still, uh, you know, it's, Ukraine it's is very a democracy sad. of 44 million. So. Um, and now Russia is moving in onto another city, Ukraine's second largest city. And I, I was seeing, I saw somewhere um, that foreign exchange students that are in Ukraine, yeah. uh, they were attempting to leave before things got too dicey. And, you know, uh-huh. uh, Russia moved in and yeah. um, they like canceled all flights out of Ukraine. So now they're stranded there. Ah, and that's unbelievable. That's scary. I mean, especially for somebody like me, who's, uh, I plan to study abroad, uh, well, you're gonna two have years, to two years from now. Gonna have to read into some foreign affairs before you do that. Bro. Yeah, because I don't want to go somewhere and you know get stuck, get trapped. Uh, and who know? And you know, it may be in Europe. And who knows what the state of you know Europe is going to be? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple of years from now. It's, right. I don't know. It, it's not something that we want to see. But uh, interesting thing that I've heard is that uh, you know, some say that Ukraine is doing a great job in defending themselves. Um, and I've seen that, like, you know, you know, 4,300 4, uh, Russian soldiers have died already. Um, but, you know, I feel for them as well. You know, I don't, I'd rather no deaths happen. Um, exactly. But it's interesting, it's interesting to see, you know, like, what actually is going to happen. And if, you know, Putin has bit off a little bit more than he can chew. What do you think? Oh, bit off a little bit more than he could chew. Let's talk yeah. about his press conference that he held. Did okay. you see that? He yeah. literally said... Um, if anybody and like intervened in um, Russia's affairs with Ukraine, that they would see like they would see um, retaliation on a level that they have never seen before. Right. That is, if not a direct threat, I think that might be worse than a direct threat because he said you don't even know what's coming to you. Right. I would I would have rather said like threat. I'm giving you 50 nukes. Yeah. Nah, there's some there's some uh, there's some fear that can be had in that and that not knowing. You know, yeah, and uh, so he's he's definitely they yeah yeah you gotta be really confident to say something like that. You know, do you though? I, I don't know. It's really interesting because he may just that may just be a smokescreen because you think g- there's general- a bluff on this on this level of uh like a bluff worldwide, bro. You think a, a bluff on this level of like seriousness, bro? 
I don't know how to put it. No, 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 no. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, it's really interesting uh, because I, I don't know. A part of you is like, okay, like why would you say that? Because like you know, you're talking to the world right now. You're talking mm-hmm. to massive superpowers, especially the United States. But at the same time, it's like you know, you kind of have to say that um, because uh, you know R- Russia's t- trying to make a power play right now, and you know, in the U.S. at least. Um, Russia hasn't generally been viewed as somebody, people, somebody that's super scary. You know, they have all this land, but you know, they're failing in areas. Um, so we usually look towards China as you know, you know, the, the people that may you know surpass us as the number one superpower. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't know though. that. Um, certainly would be scary, and it's you know crazy to think about that. You know nuclear warfare you know it's mutually assured destruction on all parts um and you know five minutes from now we could just see white light and you know yeah man humanity as we know and the thing let's get into war the actual warfare yeah oh did i ever finish the art of war well there are a lot of things that we need to (laughs) wrap up on this podcast loose loose ends but um the amount of warfare, I mean, or, or like nuclear ability that the United States possesses, China possesses, North Korea, Russia, is yeah. unprecedented. And really, like, do we have, do you, are you aware of any allies that we have with nuclear prowess, like, comparable to those superpowers? You know, I, I don't know. It, it, would, it would take a, a quick Google search. Uh, it you would. Know, why not? Why not do that? But uh, but uh, what where I was going with this is like, if these superpowers do decide to team up with the United States on I don't know whatever common interest form an alliance, then I'm not sure where where we would stand against that. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that I'm not confident. It does sound like I'm saying I'm not confident in the United States, but like mm-hmm. that is a really scary thought. Like these, even even if Russia and the United States went head to head with each other, with their nuclear, um, with their nuclear warfare, that's enough to destroy the planet, literally. Yeah, no, obliterate exactly. the entire planet. And if multiple countries are teaming up with planet destroying warfare, uh, warfare capabilities, then it's just it's some wild stuff going on, bro. Right. Um, the problem is, it just takes one person to press that button. Because you would think that nobody would do it because everybody wants to continue to live. And that's why that's yeah. why we haven't done it thus far. Like we all want to continue to press on. Excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> you good, bro? Oh, that shit in my nose. You ate some Burger King, huh? Yeah, yeah pre-podcast, here. actually, before we started this, Caleb was on the toilet on the on the pooper. Okay, yeah, and so some doo-doo butter. So is Emery. You talking about? Uh, anyways, um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, I mean, our desire to continue as a species, you know, is why we haven't set off these nukes this far. Only only people to do it is us, right? Uh, right. Two on Japan, which I thought about that the other day. It's just you know, it's crazy. Uh, but I don't know, and that's why because of that, which is is the reason why I thought something like World War Three wouldn't happen in the physical plane. It would happen more in the digital plane. I mean, we know now for a fact that Russia has, you know, tried to, you know, uh, have its own impact 
on our elections with bots and stuff like that mm. and, you know people other outside forces influencing our influencing our country uh through social media and stuff so i thought it was going to be a more digital war, warfare um right. but the scary thing is that you know <laughs> we're doing this out in the streets in the streets similar to i don't know how deeply involved we will get because like like we're saying world war three is not confirmed yeah you know at this point uh but uh i feel like russia may be doing this to as a demonstration of their power like they're uh, what they're doing to ukraine like people the main uh the main concern is if they gain control of ukraine and putin i think he's expressed like interest in rebuilding the soviet union yeah. what will this do is this is gonna like get the ball rolling like is are they gonna start to gain momentum and like actually move towards making that dream a reality <coughs> well, and that's a scary about. thought yeah it is why i talked about calling bluff earlier is that you know uh somebody uh from the pentagon i think assured that russia would have nothing to worry about from you know the us um mm -hmm. and maybe other, other nato allies um and uh the problem with that is uh you know do these countries actually want to start world war three for ukraine and that's like a terrible thing to say. Like, and I'm not saying that in a sense that Ukraine doesn't matter, but like, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people here, you know, don't believe in us, you know, getting involved in foreign affairs like that and starting an entire World War III, you know, defending this one country. So, you know, that's where these world wars kind of start. You know, you start yeah. to think like, okay, well, like, why are we doing battle over there? Like, that's just, this is just one place. And it's because it's not a direct, you know, threat to us and uh yeah the scary thing is if we were to get involved in something like that that could cause you know worldwide issues in instead of world war three i think it might need to be called armageddon because okay. we're not at the same place in the world that we were during like world war one and world war two yeah like everything is progressing if we really broke bro broke out into like a world like calamity type disaster like this is truly world ending world destroying it's not just going to be a war this is going to like chase the change the frontier of the entire planet and like the human race as we know it and uh you know it's 22 now it's 2022 now and we're dealing with you know the fear of war and pandemic pandemics and uh and this is climate change everything climate change and you know this isn't the time to say it but it, it also is the time. This is why I'm on the side of space travel. And that's why Elon Musk is on the side of, you know, Mars mission to assure the survival of the human race. Now, a point is that, you know, okay, well, if you send humans another place, will they not just do the same thing to each other? But the hope is that, you know, as time moves on, we will evolve and this isn't our destiny. And, you know, I, I sure hope it isn't. Um, because Emory has regards, dreams, I have dreams, and you know. Yeah. You in regards to that, um, there are plenty of things like worldwide issues going on that I named previously, but like, yeah. not all of them are caused by humans. Like, you could argue that the pandemic was caused by humans. I would say it wasn't. Hopefully, it wasn't. That would be terrible. Wait, wait, wait. You say it wasn't. <laughs> I hope it wasn't, bro. Uh, nah. I. I will not side with you on that one. Oh, you the you a lab boy. All right. I I 
I generally side with the lab leak theory. Um, and that's not something crazy to say right now. You know, mm. before you it's would not. be vindicated. <laughs> um, but now it's a, a, a true thing that, um, you know, may have been. I haven't done enough research since episode 24 of the Aligned Brothers podcast. But, you know. Ugh. I'm not saying that with any any type of evidence backing is just a hope yeah. because if, oh, it, if it, if it did stem from a lab, I've got no hope for humanity, bro. I've got no hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, let's say it wasn't on um, climate change. Yeah. That's on us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. what I take back that what I said before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> Humans doing a lot to this planet. Never mind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are just like, you know, that have like, you know, self-hatred because of what we do to our planet. And, you know, we talk about how humans are bad, but, you know, what, we're just going to, you know, just let all of us die off and give the planet to dolphins. No, like it's our, we made the issues, but it's also, we're the only people that can fix it. We're the only species right. that can fix it. And, you know, it's people like you and I and others that we're surrounded ourselves with that have a vision of, you know, assuring our species, um, our species posterity, um, that need to act accordingly. And that may be, you know, that may be, you know, the woke movement and, you know, including more people that may be, you know, you know, space travel and stuff like that. They may be people like you moving into politics to, you know, assure, you know, that we're you know one collective as a species and that's you know what i I just realized yeah that people who can be like categorized as like dreamers like um the people that make changes you know uh yeah and that formulate their own lanes to do things that help the human race that Uh really is like an innate nature of humans like if you think about it like as we grow as we acquire more knowledge we want to put it to use to not only better ourselves, but like better the world. And that's like, I'd say that's constant for most people. Yeah. I didn't really think about like why that's true. Yeah. I just think that's like, you know, like how animals, they go out of their way, even if they don't like, they're not from the same family as another animal to defend the same, uh, their species, you know? Right. Um, there are just some like natural workings of human beings that like, we make us act towards preservation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah because we are animals as well. And you can look at the human species as one huge organism. Um, the, the main thing with this is I try to look at, uh, you know, uh, from a utilitarian aspect, excuse me, what actions keep the most humans alive and keep the most humans happy. Because the line between good and evil is thin, shaky, and gray. Um, because a dreamer could be somebody who turns out to be a dictator and has all these ideas but you know there's this whole other group of people that you know completely disagree and these ideas that they came that they have are carried out by killing others and you know putting other groups of people down so you know we don't want it we we don't want it to be a thing where like we're these dreamers but we're also creating this society that pushes a lot of people out and that's why me who's a metaverse advocate is also not about pushing out physical interactions. I'm not about, okay, we should no longer have physical interactions. We should all plug into the metaverse. I'm not to that extent. I am just what keeps the most people alive and what keeps the most people happy. But 
you know, some people view that as too good to be true. And it's not too good to be true at all, because I think pursuit of happiness, as cliche as it sounds, is the goal of the human race, if there is any. Because, yeah. you know, what point is there to life if you're not enjoying what things you do? And that should just be honored on a, a large scale. You know, it should be respected as like what we should, you know, um, f- foster our desires around and like the, just our general goal to have. Absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, we've said a lot of good stuff. Um, I think we've kind of covered a lot of things. Uh, we probably yeah. have some things left on the table, which means we need to do another one of these pretty soon. Um, so yeah. after this, uh, another one of these in in terms of like an actual new episode. So after yes. this goes live, because we need to do a lot more recording. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that 100 percent. And uh, yeah, no, me and I, me, Emery and I are both going to do uh, better to get those things rolling. Um, but is there anything else uh, we want to say before we uh, head out? Uh, you know, what? yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, uh, I think well, I'm not talking about this topic anymore. I think we've said a lot, um, you know, but now, you know, a little bit of personal things. Your boy Caleb has gone to his first black party. And, <laughs> Up top, my boy. And, Wait, uh, oh, hold on, bro. That's wild. I know. Because now I'll consider it. I went to my first black party three days ago. Really? It was a black club. It wasn't really a party, but yeah, you know, it was a lot of melanin in that room. Um, well, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I'm somebody who uh, was never, I never liked parties. I always wanted to leave early and I wasn't dancing, but I was like, oh, well, the dancing part is because, you know, I don't vibe with this music. I don't mm-hmm. vibe with these people. And um, I went to my first black party last night, man. I definitely got wild. Um, <laughs> there's some things that I will tell Emery that uh, I won't say on the show because I'll well, be incriminating right. myself. Um, but I, I had lots of fun. I knew every song um, last night after when I got back to my dorm at like 2.40. I just like, I just had to sit down because I was tired and my throat hurt um, from me screaming. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, I've gone to two parties in one month, which is insane for me. I will no longer be doing that. But uh, I enjoyed myself. Other updates. I'll be back in Jacksonville, Florida a month from today. Hell yeah. Um, So uh, Spring break, baby. Spring break, baby. Let's go. Emery, you got anything? Um, I'm actually wearing uh, Florida Gator merch right now. Yeah. Had this for a couple of years, but that's actually because I came back from Gainesville uh, two hours ago. Just got off a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. And I was visiting some of my friends, uh, John and KJ. John uh, was a previous guest on the podcast. KJ, we still need to get that man on. Yeah. He's not a talkative dude. Well, he is a talkative dude if you know him, but. Right. I don't know if uh, behind the camera, at least. But yeah, I had yeah. a lot of fun in Gainesville. Uh, the clubs. See, Caleb, he's not really a party guy. Me, I want to say I'm a party guy either, but I dabble. I dabble, yeah. you know. I've been yeah. around the block a time or two. And uh, <laughs> UF clubs cannot compare. Tallahassee really? still standing strong, bro. Yes, sir. You'll have to sir. come one, one of these days. Shoot, I should come to Tallahassee over spring break, bro. That's the, I might do it. I might do it. I might that would be fun. Get a day in. Yes, sir. Yeah, but um, other than that, um, Japanese going well. Hajime Mashite, Watashi wa Emery Des. That's all y'all get it from me now. Yeah. That's all y'all get it from me right now. But I'm going I'm to I'm come in. Maybe we'll do a half Japanese episode of the podcast. 
Caleb just not understanding the rest. No, it's okay. I um. So here at Brown, we have an open curriculum, as Emery knows, and as the viewers may know or you know are learning. Um, so we can pick all of our classes. And um, my, uh, I was originally going to go for two degrees, one in computer science, one in physics. Um, but I'm slowly rethinking that. I may not have to rethink it. Um, but my next semester schedule was going to comp- uh, be comprised of two CS courses, a physics course and a math course. Uh, but I've been rethinking that a little bit. And um, I've decided I'm going to learn a new language, uh, which is, you know, outside Ooh. of, you know, my usual, that's not on brand for me, because I'm one that says, you know, I'll just, you know, download a language into my brain two decades from yeah. now. Um, but I've, um, I'm considering a couple languages, uh, including, you know, French, Japanese, and Italian. So, you know, we'll see, but I absolutely am learning a new language next semester. So pretty that's exciting. Awesome, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, shoot, it's, I mean, I've said it already so many times. It's a blessing to be here. I'm here right now. Uh, can I flip my camera? Probably not. I'm just, I'm in a, you know, nice little conference bro, what room. The, you in a lecture hall, bro? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a lecture hall. I mean, not <laughs> I conference were, room. I yeah, you were in a library. You, so what nah, the hell is man, that, bro? Nah, 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 you man, got but, a whole um, lecture hall to yourself right now. What the freak, bro? You already know. Uh, so <laughs> Sunday night, I'm about to get out of here go get this place called Bajas, which is kind of like Chipotle, except it's better. Um, hey, the club I went to, the black club, club was called Bajas. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And nice. then I'm uh, going to work on a CS project for the rest of the night, also do some linear algebra. And uh, before I go to sleep, edit this very podcast we're talking about right now. So. Thanks. I have a 1,500-word essay I need to write before 12. I'm going to hop on that. But I won't even have enough, like the full six hours, because I have a basketball game for my intramural playoffs in at seven o'clock, which is in forty-eight minutes. And yeah. that is the life of a college student. There is no leisure here. We move from thing to thing. I might just have to take that one grade deduction, bro. <laughs> Turning it in five minutes late. We'll have to see. I, I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do sure. it. All right. Well, good luck to you, my man, Emery. I will talk good luck to, to you, you soon. my boy. And now uh, the rest that you will see, guys, is from the episode we recorded a couple weeks ago. What episode is this? Episode and this 27, is 27, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we're, no, uh, we're no longer in the same place. Uh, so obviously, you know, this is the Enlightened Brothers. We're back after a many it months. It has been way too long, long bro break many months way long too break. long way 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 too long um so look at your boys man let's take a second okay. address um yeah he dropped his mic he, he, he just... yeah get that out of here yeah. uh, oh how about we give them a little like spark notes version of how our first semester experiences have went all right let's do it you, you first so i'll yeah I'll, I'll start us off you know um I was I stayed pretty local other than like this guy, Caleb, he's in uh, <laughs> Rhode Island right now. I don't even know where that is. I could have point to uh, put a point to that on the map. But uh, I'm in still in Florida, went over to Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, college has been wild, bro. I feel like wild would be the best way to describe first semester. I came in here not really knowing anybody. Most of my friends went to other schools, so they had like friends uh that they already knew from high school going in but i only know a couple people here so i was mainly just like doing things by myself 
Caleb, on the other hand, doing everything by himself. No, nobody in Rhode Island. <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I met, met a lot of cool people in my dorm. I met a lot of uh, cool people in my classes. I'm learning Japanese right now. Something, something I've always wanted to do. Uh, I don't know if we have time for stories. Maybe we'll like devote a section to the, of that to like the podcast later. Yeah. So just so we can get into like the, the meat of everything. But like, you know, I learned a lot about myself during the first semester. Learned a lot about other people. Got to know other people. It's like that we're actually in the newest chapter of our lives. So it's been pretty fun. Pretty fun. Absolutely. Caleb? Yeah, so, man, bro, you better turn your notifications off, bro. We all heard that. <laughs> look, man, look, we got to be professional out here. Um, before I get into that, speaking of being professional, uh, me and Emery are recording this 6 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern time. It was supposed to be at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, my laptop has completely died. It will not turn on no matter how long I charge it. Um, I tried to restart it and it's just not working. So hopefully well, first of all, we... how, how long do you be using your laptop a day? It's probably been fighting for its life for a while now. It's, it's been fighting for its life. Um, lately I've been programming on like two different editing software. So like a regular one for CS class. And then I just built my first video game yesterday. <laughs> um, so yeah, my computer is like, it's battery is slowly deteriorating on top mm. of that. I've been ed editing podcasts for a year now. So Look, man, that computer is as good as dead. I'm ready to get it. Well, well, you're at an Ivy League. I'm sure they got like a super computer or two for you to upgrade to. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? They, they should probably give me one for free, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if you don't already know, I go to Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Beautiful, snowy Providence, Rhode Island. Um, my first semester, it was awesome. It was better than anything I could have imagined. You meet all types of great people here from across the world. And then obviously it was something to get accustomed to because I'm, you know, way farther from home. I have nobody from home that I know. So I was like, okay, what's going to happen? But orientation for us, it was like 10 days or something like that. And they throw so many things at you. There's no time to relax. There's no time to think like, oh, I miss home. There's no time to think like, oh, this is unfamiliar. Literally, mm -hmm. we had something hour by hour and itinerary every day to do this event, this event, this event. And I actually recorded a vlog that you know the Enlightened family should have seen already. But over my winter break, I had so much stuff going on, I still haven't edited it yet. <laughs> so I think I might, I might push that off and just keep continue to vlog and upload like a mega vlog later on Wait, was that um, vlog on on your computer no that's on my uh, phone i'm about to say say goodbye my boy <laughs> yeah i mean speaking like no a lot of things would be lost on that computer it would be very tragic um schoolwork class uh self projects my video game all of it would be hard and what uh, you gonna long. do for class tomorrow no laptop uh okay i don't know i don't know i got an ipad <laughs> that's it <laughs> i would just like to make a note yeah. that whatever perspective I hold now is very subject to change because sure. I'm literally learning more about these concepts every single day. Yeah. So, you know, there will be maybe be something that'll compute completely change my perspective and I'll maybe lean more left, more right regarding things. And we'll just have to see based on what I learned. So I might come on a different episode, just saying the complete opposite. And that's not just because like I'm wishy-washy, 
Yeah. It's because, you know, you learn more things and they change how you view things, other things, you know? Well, Emery, you know, podcasters aren't actually awarded this liberty. Um, and yeah. if you get, if you I just, get what I'm I wanted to at, make a note. <laughs> if, you, if you get what I'm hinting at, podcasters mm. aren't really awarded this uh, ability to, you know, <laughs> have, said, have said something in the past and then, <laughs> you know, now they feel differently. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, because, you know, probably, you know, the greatest podcaster of all time. At first, he was getting attacked for misinformation, and right. now he's getting attacked for racism. So I didn't want to cut your topic off, but I do think we need to discuss that. That, that. that is very good, because, you know, the one thing I like about our podcast being pretty small right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've said some stupid things, bro. <laughs> I've said some stupid things. They may be, they may be picked up, because, you know, yeah. everything on the internet does not go away. It's permanent, right. uh, on there permanently, but... At least I don't have too, we don't have too big of a platform to uh, propagate, mis- propagate misinformation. You know what? We don't, not yet, but, you know, we could, it could happen just to us. It could happen mm-hmm. to us that they, they reach back and yeah. pull these things that we've said. And now we're, you know, canceled for something that we said in the past. But right. it's a little different. It's a little different mm-hmm. with this because Joe Rogan, he said... He said it. Hey, he yo, it. bro. He said, it. he said it multiple times on bro, camera. Gonna, hey, I know this is a this is a, a podcast discussion, but you really going to say that on Black History Month, bro? <laughs> my bad. My we bad, only six bad. days in, bro. Yeah, we only six days in. I might, I might need to chill. I might need to chill. I might need to edit that out. Um, but anyway, Joe Rogan said there's a compilation where he said it multiple times. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about, guys, by the way, um, Joe Rogan formerly being canceled for misinformation is now being canceled for racism because there's a video circulating. Look it up on the internet. Joe Rogan is saying the N-word to hardy R. Um, I, yeah, I haven't instances. even seen this video. He thought that saying the N-word was okay with context. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm, I'm always- So it was, like, it was like, kind of like, he was like reading, reading an excerpt from like yeah. Huckleberry Finn or something. He, he thought it was okay if he read it an expert, an excerpt. And okay. Okay, look, I'm always going to, I I enjoy Joe Rogan podcast. I'm going to usually weigh in on the side of education and not cancellation because that's just me. Right, I'm right. not part of, mm-hmm. I'm not part of the woke mob that's canceling a lot of people, but you idiot. Like, come on, come on now. Wait, what, I was on his, what the hell did I, you think was going to happen, bro? I've been on his side for a long time. And Joe Rogan is the type to challenge, you know, you know, the common, common perception. Common. Yes, <laughs> he's the type. To, he's, the, he's the type to, to, to go against what, you know, what is commonly known is something you should do. So, but come on, you got to know that you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to read it. Or I was just, I was reading it from off a thing. No, I, I, I can't feel side like with him on that one. Let me, let me channel my inner Malcolm X real quick, bro. Okay. Okay. I feel like sometimes when people, you know, like, let's say the N word is used in some sort of media and then they just want to go like, um, talk about that. Some sort of media, Mm -hmm. you literally have the choice. Everybody knows what you're talking about. You don't got to say it. You literally don't have to say it to get your point across, but I feel like they, they feel challenged. I just feel like that in itself has some racial undertones. I mean, like racist undertones to it, like going out of your way to, you know, quote, quote, 
um, some sort of media saying this word when, when you literally have the option N-word. not to. Yeah, he could have he could have said N word. Literally. Yeah. N word um, with the hard ER. That would have even been way more specific. You wouldn't yeah. have gotten no hate, no flame. Well, maybe the occasional ignorant Twitter person would have flamed him. But like you can't really be held held um accountable for something like that. Moving on, we uh need to discuss the misinformation portion of this Joe Rogan story. Mm-hmm. Um well, first let me ask you, do you know exactly what's been going on? Do you know what misinformation he's being canceled for? Yeah, of course I know. I've been living it for like the past two and a half years. COVID. <laughs> yeah. COVID. COVID of yeah. course. So miss some in, some apparently misinformation about COVID has been being spread. Um, and, you know, without getting into the boring details of what exactly has been said, Joe Rogan has been bringing on different people, people with differing opinions of of what is mainstream to be thought about the vaccine and the COVID virus and all that stuff. So he's, but the thing is, he's not just bringing on Joe Blow from Iowa. Okay. He's bringing on world renowned um, doctors who just happen to not have the same views as the mainstream media. But he also has brought on mainstream doctors like Sanjay Gupta and other people. He's just the only one that I can think of. And, you know, sometimes they get bodied, sometimes not. But the real, the real main thing here is that when some, when a, power, a powerful source of news and opinion is affecting all of these people's lives and it is going against what, you know, CNN wants to spread they start to not like that and they're going to go after that after that and they're going to attack that and you know joe rogan has he spread misinformation sure sure you know at this point in 2022 what is in what is misinformation because the last two years has taught me more than anything that there is no absolute truth there is no absolute truth And where there's a constant evolution of what we perceive to be the truth. And there's a constant evolution of the data in which we are given. Because everybody likes to refer to science. And now science is being alienated, I guess, to be known as, okay, science. Trust the science. Trust the science. Trust the science. But what science really is, is a rigorous look and a a rigorous change of what we view as the truth based off of the new data in which we are given. So if we're trusting the science, we know that information is going to change. And for CNN to attack somebody for misinformation, while before they had people saying, like Rachel Maddow, saying that, you know, if you get vaccinated, you can't catch COVID and you can't spread it. Well, that's absolutely misinformation. We've all spread misinformation in our lives before. And, you know, I'm not saying just trust everything, but there's a portion on the people side. We've talked about it on the show before. You cannot be taking in information from one source. You can't call the person telling you the information an idiot. If you're taking it from one person, you're the idiot. That's just a fact of the matter. So taking information from multiple sources, read. People read headlines nowadays. No, we need to be readers. And that's really how you're going to learn what is the data. And then you decide for yourself what the truth is. I'm not sure how Joe Rogan runs his podcast, 
do you know whether there's like you got some like podcast ghost writers or something or like all the information he's talking about he's like done avid research about so yeah here's the thing um he 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 says that he comes in unprepared but the truth mm -hmm. is is that he for one sets his schedule he sets the schedule of who comes into the show and he also spends you know hours reading on the person before they come in that's just right. the truth so this is said by people who are close to joe rogan that he comes in already either read the book of that person or read, reading on that person or reading whatever book that person has made so he comes in knowledgeable i just feel like in terms of that's a that's a great um that's a great like format for running his podcast usually but in terms of whenever he's discussing sensitive topics such as COVID and like a time like this, knowing his platform and how many people watch it, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a bonehead move to not really be educated about that. Or at least like before the episode goes live, have a team that, um, you know, runs through all the facts, checks it. Maybe they not, maybe those facts aren't like necessarily all the way time correct, but mm -hmm. at least like I leave, leave it open to interpretation for the viewers. Don't like, you know, just speak it as fact, yeah. you know? So there are definitely ways that he can better handle it, but is it his fault? I don't think he was intentionally trying to spread the misinformation because who would do that in the time of this pandemic? Right. Should he uh, truly be judged for that? No, maybe uh, I've, he should continue to use his platform, correct those false um, ideologies that he spread. And, you know, it should be okay after that. I don't yeah. really see why it's so, I understand why it's a big deal because, you know, this, again, we're in a pandemic and, everybody's just hearing information going off what it is but i feel like he has opportunity to rectify that so he shouldn't be really as blasted on as he's being yeah i just want consistency if mm -hmm. we are allowed if we are allowed to amend what we say in the past and turn it to you know what we believe is truth now then i think somebody as joe rogan should have that same liberty as well you know couple of months ago, probably months ago, when we were talking about it, if you said that coronavirus came from a lab in Wuhan, that was taboo. That was taboo. And you would be canceled on the spot for saying something like that. Because COVID obviously came from a 2D character that had sex in China with Mickey Mouse. If you don't watch South, South Park, then you don't get that. I'm like, hold on. But, <laughs> okay. But there was a mainstream way randy where COVID randy came from. yeah randy randy so but now if you say COVID came from a lab you know newsweek or uh you know other platforms are talking about it being a possibility so obviously we should be able to change with the data the problem is 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 now we we expect um it's like people expect data or in fact to not change and mm -hmm. you know maybe that's not um completely maybe that's not the worst thing in the world because it's hard in the during a pandemic you want things that are hardcore fact so you can start to lead your life in a way that'll keep you safe so i understand right. people want not wanting the information to change that much um but it's but that's literally impossible sorry to cut yeah, you off it's because a, yeah, it is. a virus is constant this virus at least is constantly evolving we're seeing new strains coming out like every other month it seems mm -hmm. like the omicron i know there's a new variant of the omicron now and it's like these facts are going to continuously change as the virus continuously changes and you got to get used to that you got to continuously be digesting this information because 
if people are only going off what they knew about like the OG COVID, let's call it that, then obviously that in itself is misinformation to yourself. You're going to remain ignorant because it's constantly changing. It's constantly updating. So you need to constantly update your knowledge that you're getting. Exactly. Um, And then the weird game we play also is that, you know, the information we may be getting from the government isn't always a fact because we were told, I'm pretty sure the CDC in the very beginning said that, you know, masks didn't work. And that was said because they needed more masks for the um, uh, workers, the people who are working on the front lines. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you go from that to saying, oh, you need a double mask. You need to wear a surgical mask on the bottom and a cloth mask on the top. Now cloth masks don't work. This thing is, it's constantly changing. It's constantly changing. And what I would hope for is that, you know, the government from the jump just said, yo, y'all can't get masks right now because the people on the front lines who are saving people from dying need them masks. But the problem is you you can't tell everybody everything because it's like the UFO thing. If you, if we told people, right, if the government said that aliens were real right now, either two things would happen. Either two things would happen. Things would, people would go into mass hysteria, churches what, would be burned, buildings would be burned. What is the thing with mass hysteria, bro? It's <laughs> like, I swear half the world is NPCs, bro. <laughs> yeah that's like, that's a good like point <laughs> yeah why 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 would things ever go into mass hysteria and if you don't know what an npc is it's like it's a non-player character it's like a a robot in a video game it's just like people who mindlessly act right <laughs> so yeah what's the deal with my <laughs> that's actually that's a good point um but yeah two things would happen if we said that aliens were real mass hysteria or nobody would care everybody's too busy thinking about uh wired kim and kanye arguing about their baby on instagram like i'll go and bring that up too right so there's the point is is that there's so many things at play here and sometimes it's fatiguing tiring to think about stuff like that that's why we're here to talk about it but i mean with the whole broad category of misinformation you got what the government's telling you. You got what major news sources are telling you. You got your own beliefs. You got podcasters. You have your own um, desire to go out and read information. There is no absolute truth. And people need to realize that. So then knowing that there's no absolute truth, they can't just get their one their opinion from one source that they believe is the their absolute truth. People need to be to have um what is it called consistency have what consistency it's it's another word for academic courage that i can't um well, I was think of off. but it's academic courage they need to have that you know wherewithal within themselves to go out and seek out information and internalize it and know it's real but you know then you have social media which blows everything else up too so you know the culture war and misinformation and it's a it's a side effect of the information age we're moving into and the scary thing is the scary thing is is that we're about to move from web 2.0 which with all this stuff happening into web 3.0 with the metaverse and we have the metaverse coming on when we haven't even solved our issues of how to manage life within a hyper information age and exactly you know, it's about to our our the playing field is about to grow by hundred X and we haven't solved our issues on such a small scale. 
It's going to be interesting well, to what see do you, what happens. What do you think about that? Because it brings up like, I don't know if anybody's coined a term to this, but it's kind of like a tech, uh, it's like a technology age of, um, okay, we got to do a cut again there. Mm-hmm. Technology age of uh, survival of like the fittest kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, um, usually like um, people that don't understand everything on the internet, they're just going to go on and complain to like their Facebook groups and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, with, like you said, is it called web 3.0? That's where we're yeah. moving into mm-hmm. web mm-hmm. 3.0. People aren't even adjusted to web 2.0 currently. And it's like, are they just going to be left in the dust or are they going to have more things to complain over? Because the world, the world is constantly changing. Technology is constantly advancing. So like, I feel like it's kind of like moving into like uh, if like either you're with it or you're not like we're going to keep on keep on keeping on. Well, like how how are we going to handle these people? And, you know, it's it's scary. It really is scary because excuse me, it's scary because <laughs> the technology is evolving way faster than humans are. Mm-hmm. And it's always. Oh, my God, what do I have going on? It's always been that way. So what, 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 what are we going to do? It's it's scary. And what I don't want to turn it in, what, what I don't want it to turn into is rich people are plugged into the metaverse and those who are poor, or less fortunate are, you know, grabbing at other people's ankles, trying to climb the mountain to the metaverse. It shouldn't right. be like that. And like I said, is it the fault of people like me who are pushing the metaverse, who are doing, committing themselves to creating new technologies yeah. that are going to be used in the metaverse? Or is it people like me who are going to be the problem who keep it in mind that at the end of the day, it's about people and we want to make lives for everybody in the world better. So, man, there's so many different things at play here in terms of, you know, people actually caring about other people when creating these technologies. We have to keep yeah. people, um, it can't be about uh, you know, capital gain all the time. It can't be. And I've really, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I want to be an entrepreneur, but, you know, also one of the ways in which people could be taken advantage of is if the metaverse is dominated by big companies. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but I we have like, the topic of the metaverse here. Yeah, the already. metaverse. So do you want to continue yeah. discussing this? We definitely do need to because this is something big and like really grandiose. Uh, I think I like really explained it kind of wrong. It was probably, I think a better way to talk about it would have been like natural selection of technology. Yeah. And basically what I meant by that is like people, people that aren't truly understanding of technology or rejecting the current technological advancements that we're seeing. um, They're going to be kind of left in the dust. Yes, because the it's not going to stop for them, regardless of how they feel about it, because there are always people looking to make advancements. And if it's like get with the program or get out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, uh, I don't want it to be like that, because in the end, this is all it's all for positive gain. You know, mm-hmm. people were originally scared of the Internet, but like, look, everybody's grandparents uh, always playing Candy Crush on their phones mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. Are constantly on Facebook, WhatsApp, communicating with their friends and family, you know what I'm saying? So this is just another case of people discrediting what they don't understand 
Like I see that a lot. Remember when we just first talked about NFTs when it was like really just a concept at the time. Right. And it's really fun. Like talking about all this, this stuff before it blows up, because like, first of all, we were knowledgeable about it before it became like a big thing. Mm-hmm. And like, we can really truly understand how far it's come. And like NFTs are huge now, bro. Yeah. Like since we first talked about it and it's only, it hasn't even been a full year. It's, it's wild, bro insane yeah no i mean we're moving into a really interesting space and Mm -hmm. uh the possibilities are endless i actually for our final project here at school last semester i created a 15 minute video about the metaverse um i could post that on youtube if people are interested and you know we're moving into something very very big very very interesting and i believe that the metaverse it's moving right along with the evolution of our species as the internet is evolving so is the metaverse and the metaverse will will eventually excuse me the metaverse will eventually and is now an entirely new domain you can you have to view it as an entire new universe it is a new domain for humans to interact with their lives for humans Mm. to enact you know their purpose on to something new for humans to live you know how it's hopefully for people to live how they want to live hopefully this new space an entire new universe increases the amount of liberties that people have that is the true hope that is what my goal is and there is a list of things that we have to accomplish to get there like one of the main things is trust 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 in you know that your information isn't being you know dealt with uh in bad ways trust that you know somebody else can't just hack your metaverse avatar and completely destroy your life and it's trusting of others is it's trusting of others to be good patrons but that's something that might not we might not be able to trust that um which is why we need to have protections set up against you know people doing naughty things within the metaverse um well let's keep let's keep note of that i think we need to backtrack a little we just okay. jumped into the metaverse talk, but we I'm did. sure there are a lot of people who don't <laughs> even know what the metaverse is. We didn't get you're background right. on it. You're right. You're right. I, I probably jumped the gun a little bit. So, yeah. yes, we need to get into what is the metaverse. Okay. Exactly what is the metaverse? What is it? This is turns out to be an extremely loaded question, which can be answered in many different ways. Many different I know ways. how to answer it. What? How you answer it? Yeah, go ahead. The reptilian messed up. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a rebrand. Facebook now Meta got caught for stealing, selling people's information. At least oh, yeah. that's the uh, ignorant, ignorant Twitter Twitter uh, take on it. Zuck the cuck back at it again. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. First, okay. Here's the first thing I want to get to. Meta is not the metaverse. That's one thing we need to drill into the heads of the public, of anybody Bro, who's you, listening to the show. I didn't know that. Bro, that With the, okay. The misinformation that needs to stop being spread, the true misinformation that needs to stop being spread, is that the metaverse is owned by meta. That is not true. Mm. That was He just happened to turn his huge company into the name meta. But who owns the well, internet? What, what does meta mean? Why, why, are, why are they all choosing this word, man? Let me... uh, it means uh, there's lots of translations beyond transcendence. It has a lot of Greek translations. Um, okay. Evolution. It, it, it's 
the meta it's that's a, it's a really good word for it um so you, you know you can view the term metaverse as like the next frontier for humanity basically it, the word the term basically means next universe beyond universe right um so it's what the metaverse can be looked at is a digital extension of the biological universe we live in today or it can be looked at as the evolution of the internet you know the two-dimensional internet that we're on right now you can now view it as a 3d internet in which you can live in the metaverse can also be looked at as a shift of focus in the digital age in the digital era from our device to ourselves so okay so we in like some ready player one sword art online type stuff now or you can look at it okay. as ready player one or sword art online which is okay. why the metaverse is huge for somebody like me who loves both of those so one of my favorite movies and my favorite anime of all time so you can view the metaverse as those three things you can view the metaverse as just a place for virtual reality you can view the metaverse as a place of new opportunity to have your job and you or you can just view the metaverse as a completely different universe my personal way of looking at it is the it's a different universe it is but it's a, it's not just a different universe i like to view it as an extension of the biological universe we live in today and it's a true right. fully digital realm in which you know like i said we can enact our purpose and presence onto that universe we can truly be human in this universe um and there's a lot of components to that and it's going to take a long time before it's fully realized because right now the metaverse is just an nft marketplace or yeah. it's you know us becoming more in tuned with instagram snapchat tiktok facebook all that thing all that stuff but the metaverse is truly starting now because we're feeling our identity being placed more and more on the internet. Right. Uh, people always talk about your digital footprint. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it grows exponentially as like literally every single day, more data yeah. is gathered by everything you do on your phone. Right. Um, you're making more posts. Um, people are getting more engaged with the internet as time passes. Exactly. And that builds a lot of concern as well. Like, uh, do you think people will become to invested in their like digital counterpart rather than their biological counterpart. Right. So, um, I, this was huge for me in my research on, because I made a 15 minute video on it. Like I said before, this was huge mm -hmm. in me to determine, like the question was, is the metaverse good for us? And I ended up with the conclusion. Yes. But this was one of the main things, you know, if this focus shifts, you know, will we start to value our digital selves more than our physical selves? You know, what will this do? One of the downsides of it is like Snapchat, right? You know, you see, you know, young women on Snapchat um, using filters and stuff. And that sometimes takes away from how they view their cells and how their body looks. And, you know, that's a sad implication of filters and stuff, you know. Um, but a way, let's shift it from the bad to the positive. You know, is there a positive implication of us having more um, identity with our digital selves? This is a extremely hot take. And, you know, I said technology is evolving faster than us humans, but for this to come to fruition, this would actually take a pretty big evolution in how we view the world. Right. 
perhaps it gives us more liberty as to how we can value ourselves. Perhaps if we can create ourselves within the metaverse, we have more freedom to actually be the people that we want to be. So it's kind of like an extreme fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's actually it. That is, yes. I've never okay. heard that up until now, but that is exactly what I'm saying. All right. You know, because we fall into these traps, at least I believe, is when new technology comes around, oh, you're taking away all of these things from how we used to do it, right? But who is to say that an evolved human species, that they can't choose who they want to be? This is, this is, this questions religion, this questions society now, because, you know, some, one would say, if you're truly, truly enlightened, you're comfortable in your own skin, right? So this is a weird fight. That's completely true, though, because we are not the same. If we take a human um, in this day and age and compare it to like a human, maybe in like the year 600, fundamentally, not even like just from historical purposes, those are not the same beings. Yeah. Like we have evolved, maybe not physically, but mentally yeah. due to our surroundings. Like we're completely different beings. Yes. And uh, this is just another stage of our evolution, not only in our, from a technological standpoint, but from like a mental standpoint, what will humans become? It is. And, you know, another possibility is that we become more in tune with our own consciousness. Like, mm-hmm if you're able to shift between these different avatars, then you may not be who you look like. You just may be who you am inside. And I used <laughs> am, I used am because that's the quote I, uh, um, that's the quote by Rene Descartes, but, um, oh, is it? um, but you could just be, you know, who you believe yourself to be, who your consciousness is, but then it's like, okay, that that's really out of, out of there because now like, you know, how do I know you're you, you know, (laughs) like, that's a really interesting portion of it that I don't have all the answers to yet. Um, But, you know, there's a thing in the metaverse, since it's a universe, you also have individual worlds. So you could show up as a different person in different worlds, in a world that's more like, it's you could maybe this world is called Earth Two right? And you go to work yeah. and stuff, you probably would look like a digital scan of you, Emery right now or me right now. But in, you know, I don't know if Disney creates a world, right? You can be whoever you want to be and however you look like. Mm-hmm. And probably a component that's going to be in the metaverse that I've never thought about until I had this conversation, which is why I love podcasting, is either you'll be able to um, click on somebody's profile. And if you guys are known as friends, maybe or something, you'll be able to see what their other selves, the other avatars look like, and you can verify who that person is. Or because our bodies are connected to this metaverse, that maybe we'll have some inherent knowledge, like a consciousness connection that you're Emery. Even if you look like like, Elsa from Frozen. I love this entire concept, but the one thing that is questionable to me is whether it is okay for somebody to lead so many different personas you know like if you're going into a new world a new avatar yeah. along with that new avatar it's not just going to be you it's going to be like you're going to play into a different role you know what i'm saying so right. you're going to become a different person so is it okay for one person like 
that takes away from like maybe you could argue that it builds on yourself yeah but it like i feel like it takes away from like who your true self is if you're playing so many different roles right that so, so that's that's a weird game that we're gonna play that i also have no yeah. answers to but that's a weird game we're gonna play either we're gonna be because we can be these different avatars either we become deeper wholer people inside yeah or we become fragmented and we can't access all of those things and we become shallow people have that's you watched really that um, black mirror episode with anthony mackie not yet i'm working my way towards it okay do you mind if i give you like a little spoiler on the premise go ahead Okay, so basically, Anthony Mackie and his old um, friend, uh, both males, by the way, they're, uh, they're playing this new VR game, right? And in this VR game, you can take control of your avatar. You have your full sense of taste, touch, smell, and all that. You basically okay. become the person that you're placed into. Right. It's a fighting game, like kind of like Street Fighter and all that. And Anthony, he's the male character, and his friend is the female character. And they have sex. Oh, the a man? Yeah, both men. Oh, yeah. Both men mentally, but, but like physically. avatars. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, I said before, one of the number one things that the metaverse is going to rely on mm -hmm. is trust. And, you know, I may fall in love with somebody in the metaverse, right? And they might be a dude on the other side. Now, somebody who is woke or somebody <laughs> who is, you know, progressive would say, it only matters who they are inside. So if they're a dude on the <laughs> yeah. other side of the camera, then you should still be in love with that person, no matter if you saw them as, you know, a woman in the metaverse. That's, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Hey, different stroke, different flows, you know what I'm saying? It ain't for me. I like your style. I, I mean, I don't say. like your style. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, I agree. it's for you. I agree. Um, so, yeah, that's something we're going to have to play with because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the metaverse is going to completely uh, ex uh, completely um, replace the biological world because then what is that? That's just the matrix. Then our full lives are just going to be on this internet. We're going to be tube people for the rest of our lives. I don't think that's what we want. I don't think that's what we want. Um, so because it's going to be this place of creation and exploration, I really just think it's going to give humans more space to live. It's literally going right. to give us more space to be humans. We can. I feel like it should be viewed as a tool. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was just saying technology is also advancing in the biological world. We have space travel and robots and, you know, carbon capture. Climate change is going to get better one day. You know, we're going to be able to build cities on oceans. We're going to be able to build cities in the skies, electric cars, you know, hover cars. We're going to have all these cool technologies in the physical world as well as in the metaverse. So we're literally just going to be able to, okay, if you want to be plugged in, be plugged in. But if you want to go out here and explore all this stuff, you can do that as well. Yeah. Hopefully that's the case. And hopefully that will take away from what you were talking about before with the natural selection and people getting, you know, um, people who are behind right. because there also could be a world in the metaverse in which it's old town world. And yeah. we ride, we ride cattle and we, you know, drive, you know, gas cars and stuff like that. Yeah. That also opens up a scary hey, bro. thing. Hey, wave in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I Yo, saw that, in the back. That's my, that's my roommate guys. <laughs> another another new guy I met coming to college. Cool, cool guy. Yeah. Cool guy. He'll be on the podcast sometime. Um, but the scary thing about having all these new worlds is, you know, the liberty as to which you can have new worlds. So yeah. there also might be a slave world 
for people who are, uh, you know, who want to be with the time or want to go back to making, you know, making America great again. For people who want to make America great again, oh, they right, want to make right. it great to the point where, you know, black people were cattle. Hey, yo. Um, so that's what we're going to have to figure out is giving people liberty, but also not letting people do stuff like that. Because the worst thing that would happen is if they somebody found a way to trap people in the slave owner world in the metaverse. Oh, yeah. We'll um, be able to escape. But um, I wanted to get to another point before we um, wrap this up is that um, number one, it's trust. And then number two is ownership. Within ownership is also privacy. Like slave ownership? <laughs> no, no. Not okay. that ownership. Ownership of ourselves. We don't mm. really... You, we don't own ourselves like we want to on the internet today because all the apps, especially TikTok, have a lot of your information. So yeah. now within the metaverse, the true goal is that we are the true owners of our information. And we're able to do this because of peer-to-peer -peer networks and stuff like blockchain technology and like Bitcoin and stuff like that. Right. Because of that technology in place, we have true ownership of our own data. And because of that we have more liberty also to change, you know, to vote and, you know, vote on things that happen within the metaverse and also protect ourselves against companies mm -hmm. who are trying to take advantage of us. I'm not sure of the inner workings of it, but I think they're trying to crack down on that um, buying and selling of data, at least a little bit, because yeah. in the most recent iOS, um, there's a new option within most apps. Literally, whenever you download the app, it asks, do you want to allow this app to uh, track your like ads and stuff? And like, um, you know, analyze your information. And right. I always say no. I don't know why anybody would really say yes unless you're like involved in the tech world and like development and all that. But like, yeah. you know, I feel like they're like trying to make some some moves to alter it. You know, I'm not really tech savvy about it that like that. Right. So I'm not sure if it's just like how how like much on like of a deep level they're actually doing that. But like, you know, it's something. And look, there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons because, mm -hmm. you know, if you have an app tracker data, it can optimize your experience way more. Like if TikTok right. didn't have any of your data, it would just give you random videos, right? Emery, you wouldn't yeah. be able to see all your those for you videos. page would not be for <sighs> exactly. So I, I did turn it off. For, hold on. I did turn it off for TikTok, but you make an excellent point, my friend. <laughs> hold on. Let me let me turn it on right now. Let me turn it on right now. So that's basically the outline of what the metaverse is. And, you know, for people who want to go in and do more research, um, I have like a couple more uh, hit points that, you know, you know, that you can ponder over um, if you want to think about the metaverse. Um, but Walmart, Walmart's joining companies like Meta, Nike, Ralph Lauren, and Disney um, that they, mm. Walmart now plans to claim their own corner of the metaverse and they've submitted several trademark applications um that's going to allow them to sell virtual me merchandise i don't know what walmart will be able to sell in the metaverse but that's going to be cool which you know people who are concerned about jobs there's going to be millions of more jobs in the metaverse just want to say that um okay but they also want to create their own walmart currency and um their own nfts as well um gap launched their first NFT collection um, three weeks ago. And Nike has been spending three years on crypto kicks. So a lot of interesting stuff. Bro. And um, also a couple from Tamil Nadu, 
um, is going to host their wedding reception on the, or they already hosted their wedding reception on the metaverse because of COVID. Um, they can have all their relatives come in. So um, after the ceremony, everybody will go on their laptops and enjoy a Hogwarts themed reception in the metaverse. Um, okay. So That's cool. it's going to be attended by friends and family from across the world. Pretty cool. But yeah. You know what I'm here. very interested in? Mm-hmm. How the dark web will operate using the metaverse. Yeah. Well, this is going to open a lot of gateways for like some underground internet activity. It is. The world's going to get a lot more interesting. It's going to be yeah. fun. Um, sure. But I want everybody who still isn't really, doesn't really know what's going on with the metaverse. Um, and you, you too can do this, Emory, because like that question you said, dark web, any space on the web, change it from web to world. And that'll give you an idea of what it'll be in the metaverse. So dark you said dark web. It'll probably be turned into the dark world that only a select few can access, right? Nike is going to turn Sounds like into, medieval Europe, bro. All right, yeah. T- turns into okay. Nike world, Instagram, Instagram world. like Or, you know, a lot of these things, not everything, but a lot of these things will go from web to world. And so Pornhub turns from Pornhub to porn world? And I bring that up every time I talk about the metaverse, and porn world is going to be immaculate. Cool! <laughs> Give me some, <laughs> yes, sir. We'll put a we'll put a little pin in all these because yeah. bro, I'm just excited, bro. I'm excited to get back yeah. into all this podcasting. At, yeah, at first, the episode was started off a little bit low energy, but you know, I I think you guys can really tell that we're glad to be back. Yeah. And it's really, I don't, bro. It, this podcast is so important to me. I really felt like you know I was gaining so much during college, but I really felt like there was a piece missing. Yeah, and like I knew what it was, but like getting to actually do it again. I could really feel what it was, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's special. It's special. It's and, you know, I've, I always come up with new ideas on every podcast. So it's necessary for me. Um, yeah. I've been really um, big on creativity for the past couple months. And I try to like do things to, you know, invoke that within myself. But it's something about this podcast that every time I step on, you know, something new is created. And that comes from both of us. And I think that's really special. Um, yeah, and then this podcast is going to reach another tier as we get more used to talking, because we haven't done this in half a year. And then it's going to reach an entirely other tier when we bring more guests on the show. It's going to be special. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting. Really, hey guys, hear me out. I know we've always been like, oh, we going to upload. We're going to try to get a weekly schedule going. But no, for real, seriously, we got it because we have no more excuses. We started yeah. this podcast um, towards the towards the end of our high school careers. And we just like starting the next arc of it as we're uh, beginning college. And, you know, it's only up from here. We really don't have anything to do but grow during this period because that's yeah. what college all is all about. And this podcast is an integral part of our growth period. You know right. what I'm saying? So we're not only going to do this for you guys, we're going to keep a consistent schedule, but we're doing it for ourselves as well. Emery, let me give you a shocking statistic that will make you just feel crazy. We've been doing this for a year and a half. A year and a half? It doesn't feel real. Well, let's just call it a year. We were gone for a half. <laughs> we've been, yeah, you know, we've been gone. Like, we've been, like, only actively podcasting for maybe, like, seven months because we had, like, summer break trip and two Christmases and cor- quarantine for COVID and all that stuff. But our podcast has been active for a year and a half. No way. Doesn't even feel real. It doesn't. That's wild. 
doesn't feel real. That's wild, we, bro. We started in September 2020. I literally remember putting on my fit for that first episode. Yeah. Sitting on that couch, learning how to freaking figure out a tripod I've never used <laughs> in my life. Right. That's awesome, bro. But yeah, man. But shoot, more life to us, more life to y'all. Thank you for tuning into the Lion Brothers podcast. We really appreciate it. Emery, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, I actually got an essay doing two and a half hours. Oh, two and a half hours. Yeah, three and a half, three and a half hours. And right, I so. wasn't I was not feeling feeling the energy. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna get it done, but it was probably gonna be a mid essay. Right. But now I'm hyped. I'm pumped. I'm feeling Let's creative. Go. Let's go. I'm gonna finish it. And I have another all-nighter to pull tonight because I have a couple tests tomorrow. But, you know, we're yeah. going to get it done. It's all thanks to this podcast. Let's go. You know, you know, the Enlightened brother, the Enlightened family is lifting us up. And I'm happy for it. You know, me as well. I'm about to get into my shits tonight, you know. Uh, trying to get all this homework done before February 9th because your boy is going to yeah. go wild on his birthday. His nasty 19. Let's Hell go. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, man, it's been a great show. I'm happy to be back. Um couple formalities um this podcast is available on all audio podcast networks from apple to spotify to google podcast to Podbean or whatever you use and it's also right. a visual a video component is available on youtube as well we don't are the enlightened like brothers don't forget to like and subscribe um we are the enlightened brothers thank you for listening peace peace